Asia's Developing Future, brought to you by the Asian Development Bank Institute in Tokyo, a leading source of knowledge in fast-emerging Asia and the Pacific for 20 years. Lessons learned during the Asian financial crisis leave central banks in developing Asia well-prepared for potentially volatile times as the world emerges from a period of ultra-low interest rates. That's the view of central bank expert Hans Genberg, an advisor to the Southeast Asian Central Bank's Research and Training Center. Genberg, who has worked at the International Monetary Fund and the Bank for International Settlements, said central banks in countries such as Indonesia, Malaysia and the Philippines have become accustomed to using regulatory powers to influence the financial systems they supervise. The use of those measures, known in banking circles as macroprudential policies, plus relatively tight controls over capital flows across borders, leave central banks in developing Asia ready for uncertain times. Uncertainty going forward could create difficulties for uh, emerging uh, Asia, the smaller economies in particular. However, uh, I'm going to argue that perhaps the central banks are relatively well prepared, prepared or the economies are relatively uh, well prepared. It's been 18 years since uh, the Asian financial crisis. Asia and economies were not particularly affected by the financial aspects of the North Atlantic financial crisis. Asia has adopted since uh, early 2000, has introduced macroprudential policies to a larger extent than many other uh, regions of the world has, and also uh, resort to capital account management policies. And, and central banks in general feel more, feel more comfortable, putting it that way, uh, using these policies. So it's, uh, it's, uh, they don't feel, feel like they need to be on the defensive for using these unorthodox policies any longer, especially now that IMF has endorsed some of these ideas. The use of these tools alongside more traditional monetary policies has forced central banks to work closely with other regulators and governments to ensure that they don't conflict with each other, Genberg notes. So far, they've managed to do so. And that's good as long as it doesn't sort of infringe on the independence of, monetary, uh, of the central bank in setting monetary, pure monetary policy, so to speak. So there, there might be an issue, uh, potentially, uh, of, of uh, weakening central bank independence as a result of proliferation of a macroprudential type of, of tools. As well as the issue of central bank independence, Genberg says the use of non-traditional policies also means greater regulatory supervision is needed within countries and increasingly across borders. Central banks are less defensive than before about use of unorthodox policies, interventions in the foreign exchange market, macroprudential and, and uh, capital flow measurements. I just note in p- passing that uh, once we introduce use those uh, more frequently, we need to have a coordination mechanism between them. There, are, there's more and more um, cross-border banking on uh, by design in uh, the region. And uh, there are are, uh, conglomerate banking uh, firms that operate in several jurisdictions. It is important that supervision of these uh, banking conglomerates is coordinated across regions. Genberg says that coordination is needed so that banks can't shop around to find the least regulated place to do their business. That was Hans Genberg, advisor to the Southeast Asian Central Bank's Research and Training Centre, Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia speaking at the annual meeting of the Asian Development Bank Institute.
This has been Asia's Developing Future, brought to you by the Asian Development Bank Institute in Tokyo. See the show notes for the transcript and related material. For more information about us, please visit adbi.org. Thank you.